Get your mind right. You're listening to Mother of Raw. think I like recording more at night than during the day. I really like to get the soundscapes of the day, all the birds and crickets and shit, but I feel better with nighttime. Not only is nighttime just a different vibe, period, but it's actually quiet. And sometimes that can be a little eerie to just have my voice just overly quiet, but uh, it's kind of nice. Also, I would like to still be recording outside, though. Like, nighttime is different outside, and the sounds are so different, and the vibe is just so different. But the mosquitoes have been atrocious, and they have been tearing my sweet ass up, and I just, I can't do it. And it was raining today, and so I'm pretty sure the mosquitoes are cray-cray. And it does not matter what type of spray or candles we use. You know, I guess the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice, right? (laughs) Anyway, as fall comes in, I would like to start recording outside at night because the bugs will be more under control. And sorry, but I'm actually really excited that fall is on its way in. While I hate everything pumpkin spice... So I can't, I can't relate to that with the people who love fall. I hate pumpkin spice, everything. I think it's disgusting and overly sweet. Fight me. I said what I said. But I love the fall. I love the transition into fall from summer. Even though I am a summer baby, Leo gang till I die. I love the fall. I love the crisp weather. I love boots. I love scarves. I love hats. I love everything about the fall. I love the aesthetic of fall, just all the orange and the gold and the reds and the contrast of color. I just really, really like fall. So I'm kind of, I mean, you know, I'm not that I'm happy to see summer go, but if summer leaving means that I can start recording outside again, I'm all here for it. And I hope you are too. Let's get into what we're actually supposed to be talking about tonight. So tonight I want to talk about safe spaces and not just a safe space in like the literal sense, 
but more of safe spaces in the figurative and spiritual and mental sense. But I will use physical examples of safe space just mostly to make points. So I think safe spaces are good ideas. And uh, I think everybody deserves to feel safe somewhere. Do not get me wrong about that. However, a safe space is really an idea. It's not really a concrete thing. It's not constructed in anything physical because a space that is considered safe can become unsafe. Hear me out. The definition of safe means to not be exposed to or to be protected from risk or danger, unlikely or not likely to be harmed. It doesn't say guaranteed not to be harmed. You don't have like a 30 day money back guarantee on it. You're just it's unlikely that it's going to happen. So ideally, things are safe, but unfortunately, they're not guaranteed to be safe and outside factors can make things unsafe all the time. In a physical, right here in the present sense, you would think that schools and churches would be considered safe spaces, yes? However, based off of horrific, tragic events that have happened Multiple times in just my lifetime, and I'm only 25 years old, I think we know that they're supposed to be safe spaces, but obviously they are not. So when you think of a safe space, you really are thinking of a space that on a normal day is safe. For the most part, it is safe, but it does have the potential at some point to no longer be safe. And so when you think of safe spaces more in the community sense, those spaces can be safe for a while. But uh, eventually you will disagree on something or maybe not even disagree, but maybe not see eye to eye or not agree. I know that's weird, but there's, I have this feeling sometimes where it's like, I don't disagree with you necessarily, but I don't exactly agree with you either. And depending on the type of people that you're dealing with, a safe space where now there are differences in opinion may no longer be a safe space. If you are in the, I love vanilla ice cream club. I personally love vanilla ice cream. I don't have to be crazy with my ice cream. Vanilla is there for me. It's my homie. It is what it is. If I am in a I love ice cream club and we sit around and we talk about how much we love ice cream and how versatile ice cream is and the different things that you can do with vanilla ice cream and blah, blah, blah. And then somebody speaks up and they talk about how they voted for Trump. All of a sudden for me, that's no longer a safe space. I'm getting up. I'm getting up. You did what? I can't be in an ice cream loving group with a person who voted for a person who doesn't care about actual human beings. What? Girl, bye. So that safe space where we could have talked about vanilla ice cream for like, we've been in this group for months. Now, all of a sudden for me, based off of my political opinion, it's no longer a safe space. So I go over to another group. And this is a group about uh, 
I guess, loving Game of Thrones. Black folks, y'all need to get on Game of Thrones. I know that when you first see it or if you see a trailer of Game of Thrones, you're going to think that's the white people shit. But it's a really, really good show. Okay? It's a good show. Get on, get on to that. If you're not onto it, get onto it. Try it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. We don't have to talk about it again. I mean, I'll talk about it again because I like Game of Thrones. But if you go to a group and y'all all like Game of Thrones and y'all make Khaleesi jokes and you say shit to each other in Dothraki and it's real, 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 real great. And then somebody says something about gay marriage that you don't like. They don't believe that gays can get married. And you're like, oh, man, that sucks. I think love wins. I'm a lover of love. Oh, man. It's unfortunate because, you know, we love Game of Thrones. We acted out the whole season eight together. We both are in love with Jon Snow. But. Oh, man. And now the space is no longer safe. So what we have to do is be mindful that spaces that are supposedly safe, it's kind of a spectrum. I mean, you really can't always guarantee your safety. And I mean that in the physical sense and in the mental sense. You really can't always guarantee it. You could buy the safest top of the line car, the safest car. But if you don't wear your seatbelt in that car, or if you text and drive, or if you drink and drive, or if you are just an all-around reckless, badass Richmond driver, it doesn't really matter that the car is safe. Because you are creating a space that is unsafe based off of the way that you operate the vehicle or based off of the things that you do when the vehicle is running. So we have to get comfortable with being a little uncomfortable. And I got that from Luca off of Grownish. If you don't know what Grownish is, I mean, really, why are you why are we still come on y'all? If you like Grownish, you'll like blackish, it's a thing, it's a family affair, watch it, it's good. But yeah, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. There are always going to be situations where you will agree on 99 things and that last thing you're not going to agree on with somebody or you're going to feel differently. Are you going to let the one thing outweigh the 99 things? I mean, you know, it really it really does come down to what the last thing is. Like if we got 99 things in common and then you still tell me that you voted for Trump. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm working on that. I'm working on my political differences. And that's why I talk so openly about things like this on the podcast, because I'm working on it, too. I'm not perfect. I allow spaces to become unsafe for me. I've done that to myself. There's been plenty of times where situations that were perfectly, seemingly normal. I've been like that one thing has decided I've decided that this is no longer a safe space. But that's my right to do so. How I feel and how I process things is on me. And if I can't be in a space with you and feel comfortable with you, you got to go. Sorry. Well, not really. I'm not sorry at all. 
So since we understand that we cannot leave our safety mentally up to other safe spaces because, you know, they don't really guarantee our safety, we have to be willing and able to create safe spaces for ourselves, whether it be a physical place where you feel the most comfortable, where you feel the most inspired, the most motivated, the most focused, or whether it's just a comfortable place that you make inside of your mind. We have to be able to do that because it is totally natural. It is a completely human thing to want to feel safe, to want to feel protected. That's totally normal. But sometimes it's not offered to us. It's not something that's willing and able to come to us so easily. I often think about how I think my home, I think my home is considered my safe space. And it has not always been, not that I've ever felt unsafe in the physical sense of my home, but I have never taken the time to connect myself spiritually to a place where I feel safe. I was a person that relied on safe spaces. So I relied on, you know, people agreeing with me, people having things in common with me, you know, coworkers, just people, you know, having connections to people was something that felt good to me, even if it was in the most vague and superficial way. When I started to let those things go, I was like, oh man, I feel kind of lonely now. I have to create a safe space by myself because when you are in one space, sometimes when you're no longer present there, you kind of feel left out of that group. You kind of feel left out of that conversation. And now the space no longer feels safe to you because now you feel ostracized. You feel left out. You feel like everybody's forgotten about you. So I have decided to make my home my safe space. And you don't even necessarily have, it doesn't even have to be your whole house. It could be one one particular part of your house. But it's a good practice to make your home your safe space. This is where you dwell. This is where you rest your head at night. And this is where you bathe. This is where you eat. Well, you don't eat here all the time because you might eat out sometimes. But this is your space. This is your cave. This is your hollow. This is your house, you know, whatever, your castle, your palace, whatever you want to call it, your cottage by the sea, make it whatever the hell you want to make it, just get comfortable in it. For me, I do feel very, very comfortable at home. I have no problem being in the house. Does it make me crazy sometimes to be in the house? Yeah, but that's only when I've got something I really want to do. But as far as where I feel the most comfortable and where I can be the most creative and where I can really work on things, I really feel comfortable at home. I have never been a person who uh, goes to Starbucks to work or goes to Panera to work or anything like that. I've never been that person. I like to work right here. That way, if I need to get up from what I'm doing and take a break and listen to some music, step outside, come back inside, eat a snack, sit back down and focus on what I'm doing, I can do that because I'm a person that 
I can't sit still in one spot for a very, very long time. I have to get up. Even if I just walk a lap around the house, I have to move around. Sometimes I'll purposely leave things in different rooms of the house so that I have a reason to come back and get them so that I can move around. My brain works the most when I'm moving. Even while I'm recording right now, you guys should see me. I'm so expressive with my hands because I'm always moving. And so because home is where I feel the most comfortable, where I feel the most safe in a physical sense as well. It's a nice neighborhood, blase blah, we lock the doors, you know, all that good shit. I've decided to also let it become my dwelling as a safe space more on a spiritual level. So yes, I do have sage and based upon when I feel like it needs to be done, I do smudge with sage around the house. I've got I've got crystals. Hell, I've got African masks in here and I also have knives hidden in my bookshelf, okay? So the space is quite safe. If I do say so myself. But because I have made this home my safe space where I feel the most comfortable, I do not welcome just anybody into my house. And I never want anybody to take that personally, unless you should take it personally, unless you know you shady as hell and you should take it personally while your ass has never been in my house. But it's not even me trying to be nasty, but I really am a person who feeds a lot off of energy and I feed a lot off of body language and I'll be damned. If I'll be uncomfortable in my own home, you just won't come. If I feel like it's a situation where every time I'm around you, I'm uneasy. Our energies don't mix well. I'm not really sure of your intentions. You seem shady as hell. I feel like you steal my toilet paper. I feel like you may have sniffed my underwear sometime before. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. But If something just doesn't fit right or feel right, I'm not going to let you into my home. And that's my right. It's not because I think you're going to steal something or any bougie shit like that. No. But if we not meshing, if we don't mesh, you can't come in. The, The threshold, that door that separates the outside from the inside, it's sacred to me. It is. I never want to dwell or be in a place where that, well, that should be my sacred space. I don't ever want to feel uncomfortable in it. Feeling uncomfortable out in the world, I'm all for that shit. I'm all for it because I'm bored as hell anyway. I'm at the point in my life where I really do want to branch out and see and do other things. But as far as my home life and here... Not everybody can dwell in my safe space. And we need to think about that not only in the physical sense, but with our own mental health as well. Me being a person that has struggled multiple times with anxiety, with depression, with just feeling all around bad about myself on an everyday basis. I have decided that certain things just can't come into my safe space. 
which is my mind and which is my home. If you get cut off, so be it. You get cut off. And it's not to say that you'll even be cut off permanently. And a lot of people tend to make that assumption. But right now, what you doing and what I'm doing, we're just on two different pages. It's just not working right now. Or it's very possible that I can't be to you what you need me to be right now. And for a lot of people, if your relationship with them is purely selfish and you are only in a relationship or a friendship with them for purely beneficial reasons, when you tell somebody, I can't be what you need me to be for you right now, that shit will make somebody mad. It will piss some people off. But it's an honest thing. I I can't be your your shoulder to cry on today. I can't be that. I'm feeling weak emotionally. I'm feeling vulnerable emotionally. I can't be the person that you rant to about your dude today. I'm actually feeling very in love today and I don't want to be bought down. That's your right to do that. So if you have people that are not willing to be positive in your safe space and people who are not willing to dwell in your safe space with you, they have to go. They are not welcome into your home. They are not welcome into your house home and they are not welcome into your heart and your mind home. And every now and again, we make the mistake of allowing something or somebody in that should not be there. But you know what, boo? Ain't nothing wrong with asking somebody to leave. You can very politely ask them to leave. You don't even have to do the whole, don't let the dough smack you on your ass on the way out. You don't have to do any of that. You can do a simple, you are dismissed. If that's harsh, you can do a, you can go now. Oh, that's harsh too. Get out. Oh man, there's really no way to say it. You can go. You can go. We're human. Everything is, you know, trial and error. And sometimes we might let people in that shouldn't be in. And they stir things up. They break some shit. And you're like, "Mm, you got to go. You cannot come back. We have to make our safe spaces ourselves. And we can't be safe if we don't, we don't make ourselves feel safe. How can you be responsible for a safe space for yourself when you don't feel safe? You don't feel secure in who you are. You don't feel confident in yourself. I'm talking about me. I am actively working on allowing my own body my own mind to be my safe space because even though I have made my home my safe space just like I said at the beginning safe is still just an idea safe is still just an adjective it's a description that's all it is so even deeper past how comfortable I am on my couch in my living room what if I have to do things other places. I can't only be creative. I can't only be focused and I can't only be inspired here in this house. 
because I'm expecting great and big things to happen for me in a positive way where I will have to be able to come up with creative content. I will have to be able to come up with ideas and topics and be inspired elsewhere. So what I have to do now is create that safe space within myself. Okay, Ashley, all of the things that inspire you, all of the things that put a fire under your ass, all of those things, you have to be able to instill those things in yourself. I have to be able to take all of these things, all of this this vibe, this mood that I have made for when I record and for when I create content. I have to take that and I have to make sure I internalize it. Because I have to be able to do this shit on the spot. This is not a game for me. Like when I told y'all that I was coming back to do this and I was going to do this shit for real and that everybody is going to know who Mother of Ra is, I wasn't kidding. So I've got to get out of my own head and I've got to let all of those insecurities that I have about myself go so that I can make room to internalize and to infuse myself. I like that. Infuse myself with all of the elements of my safe space. I have created an aesthetic and aesthetic for myself. And I dwell in that aesthetic and I like it. It works for me. It's a vibe. It is what it is. But I have to make sure that I include that in my daily life in a usable capacity so that I can create safe spaces elsewhere. If I like to create in a safe space, I have to make sure that I internalize that, that I embody it, that I am the embodiment of self-space, self-space, safe space. Oh, I like that though, self-space. I made a mistake. What I might've did something there. Self-space, I'm gonna remember that. So the way that I've been trying to create a safe space for myself internally without the help of physical surroundings is getting out of my head. I was talking to Chris a couple of days ago about I see all these beautiful, beautiful body positive models all over Instagram. And I'm talking about thickness, thicker than a snicker. What did T-Pain say? She thicker than a snicker. I And I'm, I'm seeing these beautiful, beautiful women wear these clothes. And I'm talking about the food pie is free. You know, we're showing the stretch marks. We're showing the tummies. We're showing the arms. We're showing the boobs, every, you know, but in a confident, a sexy, but confident way. And I was telling him, I was like, man, these girls out here living their best lives, living their best lives. And I have a jean skirt in my drawer that I bought after I had given birth and I went to Forever 21 and I tried on some clothes And there was this little tiny jean zip up high waisted skirt and the skirt is adorable and the skirt fits me very, very well. And I absolutely had to have it. I was feeling so good about myself. I was like, oh man, I didn't have my baby. I'm starting to lose a little bit of weight. My proportions were different. The clothes were looking different on me and I absolutely had to, I had to have the skirt. Do y'all know that that damn skirt is still in the drawer with the tag on it. I cannot bring myself to wear it 
And I do not know why I can't bring myself to wear it, but I just can't. And it's me. And it's not that I can't, I just won't. I allow my own insecurities about my body to let me leave a perfectly good skirt in my closet. And I'm I'm sitting here talking about, you know, self-love and stuff all the time. But for some reason, I cannot bring myself to put on that skirt. I have worn like the crop tops and the high-waisted jeans and stuff. And it's been real cute. But for some reason, I cannot put on that skirt. And I also did not step that one booty cheek into nobody's bathing suit this summer either. I said I was going to, but for some reason I didn't. And it's not because I couldn't, but I just, I did not. I am not currently dwelling in my own safe space. I am not confident or very positive about my own body. And a whole lot of mothers go through that, that whole postpartum body thing. I really didn't think it was going to affect me that much, but it it really did. After not being able to immediately exercise and get right back into shape like I wanted to after I gave birth, it kind of like put a damper on it for me. And I was like, you know, if I missed, I thought I missed that window. The whole time I was pregnant, I get, I have, I was told that there's this window that you get after you give birth, that if you start working out right then and if you breastfeed, you will have the snapback of a lifetime and you'll be skinny as hell by the time your baby is six months. And I was like, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give birth. I'm going to breastfeed. I'm going to be skinny and I'm going to be in somebody's bathing suit and I'm be like, I'm here. Bounce back. Like what? That None of that shit happened. None of it happened. I had a C-section. Because of the C-section, I had nerve damage because of the nerve damage. When it got to the point where I was allowed to exercise, I couldn't. And I was pissed off about that. The most exercise that I used to get was going to therapy a couple times a week. And I used to try to go so hard in therapy because I was treating my therapy like it. I had a personal trainer. At least that's how I tried to imagine it so I didn't feel like such a piece of shit. But I used to go so hard in therapy and she was like, you know, you don't have to go this hard. And then later on during the day while I'm trying to take care of the baby, I was really, really sore. So the confidence about my body after I gave birth was just low, almost non-existent. Like I'm actually proud of myself for the amount of skin that I have shown this summer. I put on some shorts a couple of times. I put on some dresses a couple of times. But for the most part. I am still very, very self-conscious about my body. And it's not that I look bad and I don't think I look bad. As a matter of fact, I think I'm cute as hell. So the confidence is there somewhere. But when it comes to just me physically representing that, I'm having a hard time. And I allow that insecurity and that, that kind of awkwardness that I feel like I have right now, I allow that to seep into my mind and to seep into other things that it's not even really necessarily connected to. Like it goes from, you know, I couldn't lose weight to what if nobody ever listens to your podcast? It's like I connect things together that really don't go together. The success of my podcast will be based off of me being consistent, me 
engaging and uh and pushing it and making sure people hear it and people making sure people hear my message that's what I'm here for that's what I'm supposed to be doing and I need to be confident in that this is what I'm supposed to be doing I'm supposed to be speaking I'm supposed to be being vulnerable I'm supposed to put myself out there because, you know, there's nothing y'all can say about me that I haven't already probably thought about myself. So I have to let go of all of my own hangups that I have about myself. I don't need anybody else to put me down or to tell me no or to tell me I'm not cute or to tell me I'm fat. Because I think all those things about myself. I think them all about myself. But I shouldn't. I really shouldn't. There's some big girls out here living it up and they don't give a hot damn what nobody got to say about it because they are happy and they have created safe spaces within themselves. I am working on that and I am trying to do it in no way, shape or form. Am I perfect? Am I body positive? Sure. Am I positive about my body all the time? Hell nah. Does that stop me from eating chocolate chip cookies every now and again? No. It doesn't. So at the end of the day, I can't complain that much about my body if the first thing I talked about on this podcast was the vanilla ice cream club, right? But it is what it is. So all of those doubts that I have about myself, about my looks, about my talent, about my content about my goals, about my purpose as a human being on this planet in damn general, in general. I question myself and I doubt myself about all those things. And it's only natural, at least for me, to just play, to look at both hands. That's just the way I am. I am a very logical person. If you ask me if the glass is half full or half empty, it just depends on what the hell I feel like saying that day. I try not to make it that damn deep because it's not. I need to be my biggest fan. I need to be my biggest cheerleader. Because what I want to do is I want to be a person who can create safe spaces. I've been blessed to be a person that has been able to benefit from safe spaces. So I want to be a person that creates them. There have been people in my life who have created safe environments, safe spaces, and open hearts and open minds for me to be a creative person for me to be an artistic person and I want to pass that on I posted a picture of my uh, of me my mom and my grandma Daisy on Instagram like yesterday or day before yesterday and when I look at both of them I'm like man both of them definitely have helped mold me into the person that I am today they both in some way shape or form at some point in my life, created a safe space where with both of them, I felt like I can be safe. And really, the fact that I am not successful right now 
in being a safe space within myself, that's on me because my grandma and my mom definitely instilled in me confidence and self-love and self-worth from a very, very young age. And so it's not that it's not there in me. It's just I have to figure out a way to bring it out. I have to figure out a way to be and to feel, not even to be because I already am, but to feel as beautiful and as confident as I am. I feel like once I think all the great things about myself that I know are actually true, then I think it'll radiate out and other people will see it and other people will allow me to spread and project that vision all over the world. But I guess I need to believe in myself first, right? That's probably a good idea. I want to make myself uncomfortable. I want to uproot myself so that I can make safe spaces for other people. Something really cool is I think that's why I like succulents so much. I have slowly but surely started to make a little succulent garden And what's really, really cool about succulents, not all of them, but if there's like, if you get like a broken leaf or a bud off of a succulent and you set it to the side with some soil and you kind of leave it alone, a new bud will form. So even though you have removed a part of that flower from its original plant where it has roots, where it's it's the safe space it was comfortable even if you uproot that and you put it in a new space and you don't know that that space is safe or not yet but you're there and you start to get comfortable and you start to grow and now it's a whole new plant it's a whole new safe space I think that's what I like about succulents so much is I think that's what I want to do I want to be uprooted and be lifted from where I am right now and be placed somewhere that I'm not necessarily familiar with and that might be different and I might have to use my creativity to create a safe space because a whole lot of different people might need a whole lot of different things from me or from what I do but I want to be able to spread myself To create safe spaces for other people. Or especially other moms. I think there are so many of us that are dealing with body positivity and body image. There are so many of us that are dealing with that. Just being a mom or even not being a mom. We have so many insecurities and so many worries and so many doubts about ourselves. That are honestly just based purely in the fantasies of our minds. But I I really think that we need to create a safe space for multiple different types of people. Isn't a safe space a space that is really just for everybody? 
it's a united front for everybody. It's really not a far-fetched thought that, I mean, the world could be a safe space. It could. It could be. It has the potential to be. Safe is just an adjective. If you take safe out of a sentence and you replace it with something else, the sentence is moved on with a new meaning. We can insert safe wherever we want to, wherever we want to. If that means that I have to be moved, if that means that I have to be repotted or replanted, and I might be uncomfortable for a while, I might have to reroot, I might have to reconnect, I might have to meet some new people, I might have to do some new things, I might have to get lost a couple times in a new place. I'm down for that. I'm cool with that. The best way to actually feel safe is to be unsafe for a minute. And I'm not saying put yourself in imminent danger or no shit like that. Don't go doing anything crazy and be like, Ashley said be unsafe and live on the wild side. That's not what I said. But sometimes it's good to be uncomfortable or to feel a little out of place. Because if you feel out of place or if you feel awkward for a while and then you go back to a place where you're comfortable and you're like, man, this feels good. This feels like home. Sometimes feeling lost or feeling out of place or that anticipation of not knowing where you're going, it can be exhilarating. And it doesn't have to be on any type of crazy level. For example, the last time I felt exhilaration like that is when I went to Vegas. I had never been on a four-hour airplane ride to basically the other side of the country. Never happened. And even though I was sick as a dog the whole flight, Ashley does not fly well. Or at least I did not fly well that one time. There was something so exhilarating and so exciting about going to a place I had never been before. I didn't know any of the street names. I didn't know where anything was. If I did not have a phone with Google Maps, I did not know where anything was. I didn't know how to get anywhere. Thank God for Uber and Lyft that we used the whole time we were out there because I didn't know where I was. But it was so exciting to not know where I was, but to have the resources and to have the ability to get where the hell I need to be. I'm not scared to be out there. I just need to have my shit together so that I can prosper in a positive way, in a proactive way, in a productive way. I want to create safe spaces one at a time. It might start with one, but if I create a safe space, And there's a person there who now she feels safe. Now she feels confident. Now she's not doubting herself as much. Now she's okay with being uncomfortable for a little bit. She's okay with being repotted. She's okay with being moved. Now she's creating safe spaces. And now people who are benefiting from from her safe spaces are creating safe spaces. And then those people are creating them. And those people are creating them. We can do it ourselves. 
we can do this ourselves. We can make whatever we want to make safe. But we have to be secure in ourselves first. As always, thank you so much for hanging out with me and listening to Mother of Ra. I'm so grateful for the support, so grateful to any listener that comes across this. I hope to continue to grow Mother of Ra into a platform. I want to create a safe space. I want to make safe spaces for black women, for mothers of color, for people just like me who doubt themselves and who don't create safe spaces in their own minds and sometimes look for security in other places. But you know what? You got this. You got it. I'm telling you that you got it, and I'm also telling myself that I got it. We don't need to dwell in boring, comfortable spaces. We will be okay if we get up and if we move. We will be okay if we are somewhere that we're not familiar with. It's fine. It's all right. It's all right if somebody tells us no. It's all right if somebody doesn't think we're cute. It's all right if somebody doesn't think we're talented because we think it of ourselves. We're the shit and we know it. So we need to act like it, right? Make sure to follow me on Instagram to keep up with any of my shenanigans. My Instagram is at mother, M-O-T-H-E-R, just like mother, dot O-F of dot raw, mother dot of dot raw. That is my Instagram Um, I post about the podcast on my Instagram. My Instagram is just like my daily lifestyle blogging and things I like to do, blah, blah, blah. But protect your crown chakras out here, y'all. Protect your heart. Protect yourself. Make yourself feel safe. You're going to be a force to be reckoned with, girl. Nobody can mess with you. I'll see you next week.